Fantastic, man. Okay. We're going to – yeah, we're going to have um, a few uh... – Yeah, so we're going to start this just uh, – here's how this is going to start. Um, this is Southern Arrow. We are in episode one, um, and that's about all we really know right now, except that we have – um, we know our format and things, so let's like, so let's start off the right way. Um, I'm Cliff. Uh, I guess I'm one of three hosts. Uh, the other host is sitting right beside me. Lee, how's it going? Uh, tell them who you are. Lee yeah. Dewey. Uh, Lee's, me, me and Lee, man, we're, we're going to get into this one day about how we met because it's like the stupidest thing. And all of a sudden, we found out we know so many people yeah. uh, of the same people. You know, I'm, oh my God, you know him too, man. You know, man, we got buddies. We know people from like other states. Yeah, it's a stuff. pretty small world when you get into like the, especially like the the tight knit bow hunting community. Yeah, and yeah, you know, you and, everybody and the fact knows that everybody. we were both. You know, you're still a taxidermist. Yep. I was taxidermist. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it's really weird because there are so many. Um, Mutual connections, I guess, mm-hmm. is what we can say. Yeah, well, like you was talking about how you knew Billy Ollie, and I'm, I'm yeah, like, I mean, I'm, you know, he's, yeah, it's, it's crazy how, it, it, yeah, and then Paul, you know, yeah, a, yeah. another state away, mm-hmm. eight hours away, and oh man, yeah, I know him, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, and then the third member of our team is Wayne Nations. He is not here because he is uh having an adventure in uh, Sitka, Alaska, right yeah, now. Yep, he's on he's on Kodiak Island right now. Can't I mean? Which you know, that's going to be a really, really fun. Yeah, that'll episode, that'll though, be in an so. episode in its own. You know, just hearing his story. Hopefully, he gets it done with the bow because I know if he doesn't, we're probably going to give him a little or shit. We're going to give. <laughs> so one thing you'll have to understand about uh, Wayne and I. Well, Wayne, not so much. But I'm saying Lee and I is that uh, we use, affectionately use the term bow hunting snobs. Um, boy, I'm going to put that on a shirt. I'm just yeah. telling you right now. I kind of wish I wasn't that person at times, but uh, I don't you, care. You, you Dude, can't, I don't care. You are who you are. I, you can't I, change it. I don't it. care. Don't get me wrong, guys. If you want to kill it with a gun, uh, that's fine. If you want to kill it with a spear, that's fine. If you want to run him down with your truck, as long as it's legal in your state to do it, man, man, go and mm-hmm. do your thing. But don't be mad at me when I look at you and make fun of you because you couldn't kill him with a bow. <laughs> 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 Oh, if man. you can't take it, get off our channel now because we are absolutely going yep. to give it to you. I don't know how I have any friends anymore because I give them constant hell on. I mean, on shooting stuff. With a well, I mean, I'm thick skinned so I, yeah. and I love to joke and laugh. So uh, a little bit about um, us. So we both live, and Wayne also. We live in Southwest Mississippi. Um, uh, to give you an idea, I'm about we're an hour and a half south of Jackson, Mississippi an hour and a half north of the Baton Rouge area. Mm. Um, great deer hunting. Um, I live in Franklin County. He lives yeah, in Lincoln. Lincoln County. Wayne lives in Lincoln County. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm originally from South Louisiana, as people will definitely hear oh, my accent. Tra- transplant, <laughs> I, I mean, you know. I don't, I don't really hear it. I, well, I mean, I hear it, but yeah. I'm so used to it at the same time. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. me, you know. Well, there are so many people now that, that moved up uh, from... My nose is killing me. From Hold from on. that Louisiana area where I'm from that live here watch now. This, so. Watch this. This is a neat thing. Watch this. <laughs> my, freaking, my nose oh, is yeah, just... Sinus is a terrible... This is just the, the time of well, year. Well, 80 change. degrees one day and 35 the next morning. And, man, and it, my sinuses suffer for it, too. I don't lie to you. So, guys, y'all have to bear with me. This will be one of those that... <laughs> I may be sniffling a little bit. Just, it's just tough on me. And you can probably hear the dog in the background because she's loud and she likes to bark. It's fun for her. 
Um, but anyway, so a little bit about us. Yeah, you know, southwest Mississippi. Um, I grew up in Franklin County. Actually, I live in the house that I grew up in. Uh, bought it for my grandmother 20-something years ago. Uh, raised my kids in it. My kids are all grown now. Um, uh, I am a uh, full-time real estate agent. That's all I do is I sell mostly land, some houses. So um, as this progresses, at some point in time, there will be a plug for Cliff at Tom Smith Land and Homes. Just get ready. <laughs> there will also be a plug for Lee's Taxidermy. Yep. Wing it waterfowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and this is what we do, guys. So, you know, right. we got to pay the bill somehow. And right now, this, that's, how this, that's how we fund all this is by, you know, doing the other things. Um, but we've been wanting to do this for a while. I host a 30-minute uh, a um, radio segment um, every Wednesday, and that's sort of how Lee and I met, mm -hmm. was I invited him on the show after he'd went out west and uh, killed an elk. Yep. And uh, Wayne had killed a mule deer. And, man, that's sort of how this all started. And, yep, and, that's how we all met. And that's what, you know, like I said, it's, it's neat what hunting does, you know, um, brings people together. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. So that's sort of how this all started. And because that's only a 30-minute segment, and, and every time we would get into a conversation, right about the time we would, you know, really be getting into it good, yeah, you gotta cut it'd be it time off. to cut it off. Yeah. So, it's hard to tell a hunting story in 30 minutes. Man, it's hard for me to tell any kind of story in 30 <laughs> minutes, man. Because, and I can chase a rabbit down a hole, yep. you know. Yep. But we, we sort of, you know, we were on – actually, we had a conversation, and Alan Pope, who we're going to get on this show, was the reason as we were talking to him and Lee, Lee had had to call in because yeah, he was, was out of town. I was deer hunting in Natchez, and I had to call in. And, and he was a first-time guy going out west, and he's, you know, you could tell, like, he's green to it. You know, he's – Yeah. And I was – I've been hunting out there for 20 years probably, and I wanted to ask him a million questions, and you, you just couldn't because – There was like no this, time. Yeah, I knew if I asked him this question, it would take 10 minutes to talk about that and then so on. That's and, you know, right. and it was just – so I just kind of, like – after the show, I told Cliff, I said, man, this ain't going to work. I no, said, actually, I think you said it on the yeah, show. Yeah, I probably like, Dude, did. This, there's not enough I said, time. I said, man, this, <laughs> if we're going to do this, like, I got to be able to, like, we have to be able to, like, it, we do. talk. I mean, and, and, you know, and, I mean, even now, look, we've just been rambling. It's been six minutes. Mm -hmm. We ain't even talked about anything. Yeah. It's just been six minutes, yeah. you know? I mean, most of the, I mean, how many podcasts you listen to that's well an hour or plus, you know, just. I'm going to tell you the it, truth. There's not many that I don't listen to that aren't at least an hour. And no. a lot of times, if like I see a 40 minute podcast. I don't even listen to it. Well, if I do listen to it, it's on a short trip because, yeah. you know, I'm a realtor. I travel a lot. You know, I jump in the truck and I go an hour away. I love to get on a, on there and it's a, it's a two hour podcast. Yeah, I know can, I got the hour there and the hour back one podcast. Right. I got the conversation. Yeah. So I get to enjoy that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um so shout out to all the all of our I guess we'll call them our idols, you know. Um, I'm a huge fan of the working class guys. Yep. I think they have set the gold standard for what a podcast should be like. You they know? have, I, yeah. Um, I really enjoy them, and uh, I resonate with those guys because you know I'm sitting here with an ultralight in my hand. Um, you're yeah. drinking a one, and it's sort of who we are, you yep. know. So, um, well, that's just like deer camp. I mean, that's what you do it at is, camp. You know? I mean, you just hang out, drink a few beers, talk hunting. When you're not hunting, you just talk. You Absolutely. talk hunting. And it's just what we do down in the so, south. Yeah, and then you got you know you got Brian Barney and mm -hmm. Eastman Elevator, yep. which is you know I'm a huge Brian Barney fan. Well, I am too. I, I like it. I love his stuff. You know, and because he's talking about stuff that you cannot do in Franklin County, Mississippi. No, no. You, you, you you're not hiking in twelve miles uh, in the exactly. backcountry, and you know chasing exactly. elk and mule deer and this and that, and, you know, and sleeping yeah. in tents and. You're not doing that here. You, yeah. And well, it, well it's an not event. that you can't. Uh, if you yeah, want to go sleep can. in the National Forest, you can. <laughs> yeah, but I'll just drive 30 minutes. Yeah, know? for sure. Yep. But, you, and, and there's others. I mean, guys, we're not, you know, there, there's other guys that, that we uh, 
said, man, we want to take like the best of all of them, you know, and combine that, you know, so you're going to get one thing you're going to get is something that I don't think anybody really has. This is a bow hunting specific Southern United States, you know, now that being said, dude, we are going to go West, go West young man. We are going to go. Oh, I'm man. old, but we're going to go West anyway. Yep. You will definitely hear me talk about the West and, a lot. And we're going to the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just came back from Illinois. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. That's a whole other podcast, but a fantastic hunt. I mean, some of the best. Yeah, you was in deer, like bro. I was in deer from the moment I got there until the moment I left. Five. Yeah, I, I hunted four of the seven days I was there, and you know, yeah, and, and yeah. could have tagged out the first morning on the deer that I ended up killing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's a whole. I said we're gonna get into that down the road, but man, that was a just a wonderful yeah, hunt. It, you know, it's awesome going different places like that. I and mean, it you. Is. Like, I grew up down in the south, like, real south, where we didn't even have deer. Like yeah. Very, very little Web deer. feet. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so I grew up just duck hunting and saltwater fishing. That's right. And then as I got older, I, I actually killed my first deer on accident. Believe it or not, I was squirrel hunting and never seen a deer track really? in my life where where I lived at. Just, I mean, we just yeah, didn't have any. Of, there's just not a lot of yeah, deer. Yeah, and I was, I was, I remember one morning sitting there squirrel hunting, and I was hunting with my twenty two, and... Sure enough, which I probably shouldn't even say this on there because <laughs> I would hope the statute of limitations but, have run out. But yeah, but yeah. it's been a long time. But yeah, anyway, this this I heard a little rustle in the leaves. I looked around and this deer just standing there looking at me at like twenty yards. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is this? And I didn't even like I've like I said, I've never seen a deer before down there and killed it. And then that just that opened up the big game side. And of how it. old were you when I was? Happened? Uh. 18 19 i was really? late yeah because yeah. Like, late bloomer because yeah you, well you like i said my, my dad we my dad took us hunting all the time but it was duck hunting because that's what we sure. did down there and he wasn't a big game hunter his dad wasn't a you big know, game hunter. i got a lot of friends from the homa uh thibodeau area who they didn't they grew up fishing mm -hmm. they grew up deer hunting i mean not deer hunting duck they hunting. grew up duck hunting yeah. and they they didn't really get into deer hunting until they Maybe but, Grandpa but, bought a camp in Mississippi, yeah. and they made the pilgrimage up here. Or they every got couple old weeks. enough to drive, and then they got buddies that had deer camps, that's and right. they went with them. And you know, that's right. and that's kind of how I got I got into it. And then the bow hunting side, I didn't get into. Well, my dad ended up buying a uh, opening up a sporting goods store, and then sure. that led into if you if you have a sporting goods store, you got to have an archery shop. And we didn't know crap about archery, yeah. so we got, we Believe got in it. We had to hire. Sometimes I still think yeah, I don't know crap I don't, about archery. Me either. I don't. But we hired a guy to come in there and kind of give us the ropes and you know just sure. the basic stuff and and that you know seeing guys coming there talking about bow hunting and shooting bows and this and that. I told mm -hmm. my dad, man, I got to get a bow, and I got a, I bought a secondhand bow, and I started shooting it and you know just just practicing in the yard, and yeah. I just fell in love with it right there. I had never even hunted with with a bow yet. And then I had another tax, like you said, small world, another taxidermist. I did, he wasn't a buddy at the time, but he was working for Safe Light Auto Glass, which is, you know, they drive around yep. windshields. And he had a bunch of downtime, so he came in the shop, and he's like, and I, I had my taxiderm, like my duck mounts hanging on the wall, and he's like, man, who did the ducks? And I, and I told him me, and we got to talking. He's like, well, I'm a taxidermist too. He's like, you bow hunt? I said, no, man. I, I, I mean, I'm getting into it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And then, so that's who pretty much took me on my first bow hunting trip and is that right yeah and it, yeah and that's it sort of snowball it there. just yeah he's it snowballed like he took me to colorado my first oh wow probably the second i guess i don't think it was that year but the, the next year he took me to colorado and I, I wasn't you know i didn't kill anything but 
it was a success anyway because I, I mean I, I it's uh, I'm going to tell you a lot of, and we're going to say this a lot. You're going to hear me say this a lot. You don't judge the success of your hunt off of the animal on the ground. Oh no. Successful hunts have nothing to do with the actual killing of an animal. Successful hunts have to do with experiences yep. that you can't get back. And you learn that as you get older, too. You do, fun, and you, you know? mellow. You yeah, know, I'm, I, I'm 50 now. Yeah, I mean, I'm 40. You know? you know, so the more you do it, you and look, I still like to kill. Oh, I like I'm to shoot killer. stuff with my bow, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, I ain't never met a doe I would not uh, shoot. I'm the same I'm way. telling you. But, you know, like you said, it the, the more you get out there and hunt and experience those things, you realize, like, the that's what man. it's about it really you know, is i, mean, I could have come back from illinois empty-handed and, and had still a been just fantastic as, yeah. hunt mm -hmm. because i had an opportunity you know yeah i had multiple but i had an opportunity opportunity that we'll talk about too because i could have jumped out of the tree and fell on an arrow yeah I, you know? I still never heard this story so no nobody <laughs> there's only one person that's heard the story and that was my broker because he literally walked into my office today and he's like man what's going on and we're talking about business and he says you got a minute and I'm like, yeah, what's wrong? And he goes, I want to know about this deer. And I'm like, man, I don't, I, I love him, man. I love him to death. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell him no. So I ran the, gave him the short mm -hmm. version of the story, you know, from start to finish. And I sort of rushed through it because I didn't want, you know, I don't want to tell you because. Well, you keep it fresh. Until we know? have a chance to sit down in front of this. Yeah, but it did keep it fresh, but yeah. yeah. So he's the only one that knows anything that happened besides Mike, who I was hunting with, mm -hmm. you know, my buddy. So um, he's from that guy. He's from up he's there. He's from up there. Yeah. He lives up there. How do you know him? Just through. You know It's the craziest thing. And we'll get into that again. We'll, we'll recap this. I met him in Brookhaven. I'll tell you how at the next one. Don't really okay. forget that. How, I, how this all really snowballed into me getting an invitation to Illinois. I met him in Brookhaven. Craziest thing in the world. And it, two years ago, I think I met him in Brookhaven. But, um, sort of circle back to um because see this is what it's going to be like so if, if yeah, you're we'll wondering get, about we'll get, our podcast we'll get podcast, sidetracked quite a bit this sure. is a good example of what our podcast will be like this is going to be um guys who love what they do um not only what i do professionally but what i do with my spare time because honestly god i only do three things i, I sell real estate i shoot a bow and i drink a lot of beer and hit golf golf balls I mean, and the hitting a lot of drinking a lot of beer and hitting golf balls is what I do in the hottest parts of the month mm -hmm. when it, you know there's nothing to hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm pretty much the same taxidermy. Yeah, bow hunting. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll that's, play. We'll 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 go drink beer and play for, golf yeah. just because it's because it's too hot to do anything else. <laughs> um, one of the things I do love to do, and, and I've got it over here, is um I'm really really like to shoot 3D. And I know that you and Wayne haven't done a lot of mm -mm. that, but you're going to get an opportunity to uh, to go with me. We're going to go do some 3D shoots. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've gonna, only, I think I've done that one time. Yeah. It was around Lafayette, Louisiana. You're going to love it because yeah, I love it. it. Was a blast. I love it. Man, we have a great time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you get to shoot. And I mean, I'll tell you this it's sort of like anything else in this world. As soon as you think you're good at something, oh, go ahead and challenge yourself. Go, go walk up to that other guy and you're going to find out just how bad you well, are. Well, any, anybody can shoot. But if you buy yourself, nobody's watching. That's right. That's There's right. No, pressure. no pressure. Whenever you get around guys that are, that are as good as you, better or whatever, or better, or whatever it is, or better. You know, That's right. it, you still, you know, you got to make that shot. And, you know, and, I, and it's crazy because I'm a pretty good archery shot. I mean, I've been shooting a bow for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at this. I don't know. If, I'm trying to get comfortable, and this is why I got to have a boom mic because I got to get this thing in front yeah. of me. Um, I love to I love to shoot a bow, and I'm a good shot. 
But when you're trying to hit a quarter at 50 yards, you realize that being a good shot at a deer is not the same as being able to hit a quarter at 50 yards. It is a whole different oh, ball yeah. game. I mean, yeah. the I, challenge I in that, and it just drives you to try to be better. Mm -hmm. Because you know why? Because you didn't hit the quarter at 50 yards, but two of your buddies did. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hell no. Hell no. Ain't no damn way that I'm going to freaking miss, and they're going to, uh-uh. I got to figure this out. I can so. see right now y'all going to spank me on the 3D course then because I'm not like – I could. No, you shoot to kill Well, him, yeah, when right? it comes down like down to hunting and just shooting at a live animal, I feel like I'm I can – Get my shit together. I'm pretty good at it. Yep. Yeah, like I just tunnel vision. I missed my share. And, and, I missed oh, one yeah, this year I, already. Yeah, I've definitely missed deer, and I'm gonna continue to miss deer. It's just you lying if you say you won't or you or never wound. did. If you yeah. say you've never wounded if you've a hunted deer, enough, you ain't hunted enough. Yeah, if you've hunted enough, you're gonna you're gonna lose deer. You're gonna you know miss deer or whatever. But yeah, I I know shooting on a live animal, I find I'm better off because I just like I said, you just go into tunnel vision. At you least do. I do. Shooting at like I'm not a good dot shooter. Yeah. Like I catch myself shooting it on a 3D, like on a, I shoot better on a 3D deer target than you do I do on a like target, a like block target jacket. with the little dots yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm decent, but. One thing that 3D will do is um, you'll, you'll refine your shooting technique and, and you'll perform under pressure because I liken making a shot at a whitetail, hard quartering away, walking away from you at 35 yards like I did mm -hmm. um, to very similar in the pressure as to you drawing back on a elk target and the elk target is 67 yards away and your three buddies are standing there watching you shoot. And if you don't think that that's in the back of your mind, don't miss, don't miss, don't oh, yeah. miss, don't miss. Yep. You're, you're fooling yourself because there's a same, there, maybe the pressure's different as far as I'm shooting in an animal versus I'm shooting in a target, but there's pressure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's just being able to cope with pressure. You know, well, that's what separates most. There's guys I know that can shoot targets. The great bow hunters yeah. handle the pressure. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's right. That's just and that's, the, that's the any, great target shooter. That's in any kind of sports yeah. usually, you know. But like, look at Eli Mo uh, Levi Morgan. Yeah, with thirteen insane. or fourteen time world, you know, world pressure. Mm -hmm. It's being able to execute a shot under immense yeah. amounts of pressure. Well, that's really no different than being in a tree. And the 170 that you've been hunting for years yeah, finally, finally gives, you gives you an opportunity. You have to make it. The pressure's there. Mm -hmm. So can you hold yourself together, wait for him to turn, you know, and and then make the shot? I remember that's when pressure. I – Yeah, it is. And to me, what some people are just good at that, but some people it takes practice, like practice to help. With, Absolutely. I'm one of those guys that, like, I, use, I like I remember when I first started bow hunting, man, I shanked a bunch of shots and I did some stupid crap, you know, like taking, you know, sh shots. To, if I would have waited another two seconds, the deer would have did what it needed to do. But I was impatient because so, you, you want to release the arrow so fast. I think we've talked about this before, uh, and I think everybody faces this, especially on. I don't know. Well, even on on a deer, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter the species. People under pressure just i got to get an arrow in him mm -hmm. or i got to get a if you're a gun hunter you got to just get a bullet in him if you're a bow hunter like me you got to get man you just this unwavering pressure to shoot well you you wait so long to to, to get the opportunity get an opportunity to shoot right. something you want to release the arrow that's, that's the right. problem and then what happens is you rush the opportunity yep. maybe he's not maybe he's quartering to you and i 
so I've taken a few quartering two shots. I'm going to tell you right now, you will hear me talk shit about people who take quartering two mm-hmm. shots because I think it's it's too risky. It is. Um, I've only taken two my entire bow hunting career. I've killed both deer. I had to get a dog to find them both because the exit wound is low in the guts mm-hmm. and it ends up plugging the wound yep. and you don't get blood. Um, and that's if you get through the, the shoulder. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. shooting because you, you really sh- kind of yeah. got to shoot. If you tie it too close to the shoulder, yeah. you end up hitting shoulder and you don't kill the deer. Um, and then you so you've got to give yourself a window. Um, I've done it twice. Once intentionally. Once the buck was broadside, but at the shot he swung to the arrow, so he took it. You know, yeah. lucky for me, I wasn't tight to the shoulder. If I had, I would have just hit him in the bones. Yeah. But I was back from the sh- back in the ribs a little bit when I when I let the shot rip. And as he turned, he took it. You know, middle of the chest cavity, high on the chest cavity, but it came out and stuck in the offside leg, back leg. You know, um, did it kill him? Oh yeah, it yeah. killed him. But yeah, sometimes no blood trail. Sometimes it'll, it'll it'll work in your favor, but. I mean, I. But so many deer get lost yeah, because of and, that, because there's I've no lost, blood trail. I've lost. I'm telling you right now, I've, I'm one of the guys that used to take those shots whenever yeah. I was. I want to. I, I, mean, just, it just, that's, I don't do it anymore. He's just got to walk away. Yeah. Or I, I got to wait for him to turn. Yeah. I don't do it anymore, but I did. Yeah, and I, I've done it. I, there were so many times I was like, oh my God, why did you shoot? If why you would have just. He wasn't even spooked. Yeah. You know, like just he wasn't. Time. He was feeding, and I shot at him. It was just rookie mistakes. But again, and it's you that have pressure. To, yeah. And now, I don't. I don't feel like I have to shoot no, now. I'm sort of you know, the same way. It's I like, can... okay, I've killed deer. You know, it, I'm just going to wait. If I, if I don't get a shot on him, so be it. Well, if or, I got him within 30 yards the first time, I can get him back. Yeah. I can get him the second time. Yeah. But again, you know, knowing knowing your deer, reading the body reading body language oh, that's of the, the deer. that's the most important thing. You know, understanding if he's spooky, if he's not, yeah. you know. And don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that it's not a shot that will kill because it will. I just don't agree with that yeah, shot. Yeah, well, your margin for error is pretty slim. I that. mean, if you're going to try to tuck that tight into the crease at a at a backward angle, you know, and and what I hate is I see these guys on TV do it, and it makes me angry. And the reason I get angry about it is because they're they're taking a low percentage shot, and it's working out for them. Yeah, and and I know it works out for them, but they're. People are looking at yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. People are and they're seeing saying it. that's an acceptable shot. Yeah. So there was a time nobody took that shot. Mm-hmm. You waited for that deer to turn. He'll turn. Yeah, every now and then one would get spooky. He'll turn. He'll blow out, and you don't get your shot. But nine out of ten times, he's gonna. He might walk a few steps. Maybe he leans a little bit to the right to 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 nibble a piece of grass and opens up to give you an opportunity. But because you've want to get on him fast you want to get an arrow in him fast you take an unnecessary shot and i'm just going to test just i'm gonna call a spade a spade yeah. people who do that are not doing the justice they're yeah. not they're not doing it right it's not the way you do it it's true i mean if you if you if you let that animal do what it needs to do and you take the right shot yep. he'll turn and give him time and, and he and you hit him you know right behind the right behind the shoulder you're gonna find a deer I mean, occasionally, yes, stuff might happen, but well, if you I mean, take you a high percent, long shot yeah, sometimes. It, it, yeah, that's that's bow hunting, man. There's, there's so it much crap happen. that happens in bow hunting, but if you take the high percentage shot, you're gonna find a deer. Deer's gonna run pile up within a hundred yards yep. most of the time. Most of the if time, if you hit them in the lungs, you know, every but, year. I mean, I heart shot, I heart shot a doe a couple few years ago. She went 267 yards. I find a, a heart shot deer runs they will further run. than a if double long. If you long shoot that dude, he won't. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I heart shot her. I mean, she, you know, put the leg forward. I mean, it was like, shoot me here. There was like yeah. a sign with some arrows that said, shoot me here. 
And when I let that rage rip, son, the blood, it just exploded out of her. Out. <laughs> but she freaking, she ran, and she ran about 50 yards and fell down, and I thought, she ain't going to get up. That heifer got up and just kept on going. Now, the blood trail was good. It wasn't a hard trail. Yeah. Easy to follow. But can you imagine how much ground they can? They can cover a lot of ground Man, running. A hard that shot deer can run look, a long way. And, I mean, ways. look how fast a deer runs just through yeah. the woods. I mean, he can cover, he or she, whatever can cover. 150, 200 yards in no time. Yeah, but I've double longed a deer, and they fall. Almost oh, most of the deer that inside. I double long fall inside. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is about them, but they, they don't make mm-hmm. it. You know? But anyway, so, yeah, am, am, I a, am I a bow hunting snob? Not only am I a bow hunting snob, I'm a shot placement snob because I, I feel strongly about quartering two shots. I think it's, I think it's reckless, and I think that people who do it, and especially those who, people who are doing it on TV, they're doing their they're doing the people who watch them an injustice. Yeah. You know, just to get an arrow in a deer and yes, you're gonna find him. Well, sure you are. And nowadays every every you know, the as far as the broadhead, you know, you expandable mechanical I mean uh, uh fixed blade. I'm thing. not gonna get into oh that. Oh my discussion god, that's a people. three hour. If you topic. wanna freaking fight about but, that with somebody else, go go somewhere else. But that's else. what that's what gives that. a lot of bad rap though, in my opinion, on like rage broadheads. I like them. I love them. Yeah. I shot that deer this last week with yeah. a rage broadhead. I've killed 30 deer in the last freaking three work, or four years. They work rage. really well, but you still have to be conscious of your shot, shot placement. placement, baby. Yeah, and, and people... You can kill him with a sharp well, stick and a thing, rock. Because they, they... If you shoot a rage broadhead at a quarter and two deer, hits them in the shoulder, two inches of penetration, you ain't finding the deer. Uh, and they exactly. blaming the broadhead at yeah. that point. Oh, the broadhead didn't... It didn't open. You know? Okay. I've shot a... I don't even know how many deer... They open. I've never had one not they open. They always open. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not even get into that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but look, people are going to listen to this and they're going to go, oh, man, fuck a rage broadhead. Yeah. Yes, I will say the F word. I will drop a bomb on it every now and then. <laughs> yeah, and they'll say, you know, well, that's all. When I, I read something the other day. You know, I bought rage broadheads, uh, you know, when they first came out or, you know, just last month and I shot a deer and the broadhead didn't open. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call bullshit, bullshit on you. Yeah, I will too. They They open. They they open and they never fail to. Uh, that's why the slip cam, the slip back is the reason. That's why there's other marketable broadheads now that use that technology. It never fails to open. Now it may close back up on the other side of the deer. Yeah, but but it opens. And it and if you don't get a entrance uh, exit, you have a big hole. Yeah. Now that's, I can tell you this: if you shoot him dead in the shoulder bone. You may not have got enough penetration to force them to open. Yeah, it is entirely possible mm-hmm. that yeah. you, you hit that freaking bone solid and it only went in there a freaking yeah. half inch, and it you just open didn't, you didn't give it nothing to open yep. into. You know, uh, but yeah. So boy, uh, so if, <laughs> if you want to hear two opinionated freaking drunk guys talk about <laughs> how much uh, they love the sport and hate people who actually do it. Yeah, you're probably in the right place. But no, I don't actually hate anybody, and and I respect a lot of these guys. I respect a lot of these guys who've gone out there, hustled. You know, they put the work in, and they're killing great deer. You know, and but you know, am I gonna, am I gonna, you know, roll out on you and say, yeah, I agree with everything that you do? No, I'm not. Um, I don't think any of us are. No, there's um, there's plenty there's plenty of guys that do the you know, to sport justice. I mean, and, and, and do, they do, they do they, it right. Yeah, they too. do it right. They and do on it TV, right. you know, where people are watching, right. they do it right. But there's plenty of them that don't. Yeah. You know? Well, like I said, you know, um, don't get me wrong, man. I, I'm just going to say this. It, it's going to have to be some kind of a special deer for me to chance a quarter and two mm-hmm. shot. You know, it's just got, he's got to be something. He's got to be something that, that I'm never going to see again, you yeah. know, in an opportunity, in a place that I'll never see him again, mm-hmm. you know, 
I just it's just too risky. I just don't see me doing it. But like I said, I've done it twice. I've taken two of those shots. Both of them did kill the animal. Both of them required me to get a dog. Um, and you know, and I always say, you know, that first doe I, that was one. Actually, it was the first doe I ever, the first deer I ever got on video for myself, self filming. Guys, self filming is hard. I've never I'm, done it. I'm telling you now, self filming is hard. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know um, if I'm cut out for that. Man, I've got a camera in there, and and uh, you know, the deer I killed in Illinois, there was no time. Even if I'd have had it, there was no. Well, time Well, that's the for problem, it, especially you know? like hunting in the rut or something like that, where the now, deer come running no in. You, you don't have that, time you know? to to trying to get. I did the camera more video on. with my phone than I did with my camera because I mean, the camera's so hard to get set up and everything like that. Yeah. It's just it's just a real pain. But anyway, um, she'd come out and and she walked to me, and I had I, the great thing was I had the camera on. So that was back in the day when these cameras made noises when they came on. You know, my camera now, you flip that dude open, it yeah, don't make silent. a sound. But back then, you had like the digital tape, right? That song of, yeah, yeah, make all this crappy noise. <laughs> yeah, you had to see, and, see man, the deer coming in from yards. You had to see the deer coming from a long ways because if that deer was 30 yards away, you couldn't turn that camera on. That dude looked right at yeah. you. What the hell are you doing up there? So I was shooting B roll of a squirrel, and I heard her coming, and I looked, and there she was 30 yards away. So I got, I mean, I had her on the camera, I had everything ready. And again, that pressure. Right, I got finally got one in frame, on camera. She's 27, 28 yards away, whatever she was. You know, get an arrow in that heifer. You know, and and I shot it. Like I said, it was it was a shot that killed her. But I had to call Anthony Carbone, who one day will probably hear this and remember his name, and he had to bring his dog out there and find her in the middle of the night. She went 150 yards, but there was no, no blood. blood. Yeah, and and if it hadn't been, and she went into a thicket too, and if mm. it hadn't been for him. I would not have found her. Yeah. That's just the truth. I wouldn't have oh, found her. That's plenty of deer that, that people shoot that are dead. They just, but if you don't have blood Absolutely. and you don't happen to step up, you know, walk up on them, I mean, you just, yeah. without a dog, that's it's right. tough. So the, the yeah. great thing is in, in Mississippi, we do have the ability to have dogs and oh, stuff, yeah. you know, but a lot of the states don't allow that stuff or they charge, you know. Mm-hmm. I think in Illinois, they're like $1,500 to go find your deer for you. Dang. The rednecks down here would never talk. I mean, if I told you, yeah, oh, you want me to find me. your deer? It'll be cost you fifteen hundred dollars. You'd be like, man, let that son. No. These rednecks just will just few, quit looking for yeah, him. Give them a few beers and they'll take off. Man, right? I buy you some gas and give you a case of beer. How about that? <laughs> you yeah, good to there go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that's all we would want. You know, I mean, all, all we really want is some beer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, you need a beer. I need. All one. right, jump up and grab us a beer. So give us just a second. We're gonna be. We're, I'm not even gonna pause it because you're, you're only walking right over there. I mean, geez, I'm sure I can talk for ten seconds. Um, I've been talking for 30 minutes now. What would be 10 more seconds? How many are in there? We got to put the other case in there. We're probably gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna probably. To... I don't know about the mics hard limited. Well, I mean, those are my wife's. But if you, you know, I'm sure she'd give you. I'm sure she'll give you a sissy beer if you'd like one. You know, it's up to you. May have to put a couple of them in the freezer too. You know. You think they'll be? You think they'll get cold fast enough? Hmm. That is true. It is not ninety degrees. Um, so anyway, uh, man, let's 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 circle back to like. I think if you haven't heard now, by now, you have a really good understanding of what this podcast is going to be about. I mean, it's going to be about deer hunting, but it's going to be you know the format will be pretty simple. Um, a couple of guys hanging out. Uh, can't wait to get Wayne in here. Um, we're in um, we're in my old taxidermy shop, which is 
man, it looks like a bomb went off because I just came back from yeah, Illinois. It's hunting season. You don't have man, time to clean up. Stuff I just right came now. back from Illinois, man. There is stuff everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's clothes on the ground. There's my my drill press over here because I was working <laughs> on something. I mean, it's an absolute train wreck. But I've got a big table, um, and we're going to be doing a lot of this at, at Lee's place. Um, he's centrally located. We everybody can get to him about the same amount of time. So, and he's got a he's got a really nice place. We can. We can stare at all the stuff on the wall because I don't have anything on the wall in here except tools. <laughs> a couple fish. <laughs> Man, those those fish are old too. Really? They tell you how old those fish are. Those, those dudes have been there for a while. One of them's a guy I uh, did a I did that mount for him, the littlest one. Oh, you mounted those? No, the little one, the one, the little one I did. Okay. The other one, my buddy Paul Smith, uh, Paul uh, mounted it. Yeah. From Alabama. Yeah. That was a I caught that fish in a tournament. That's but a no, the bass. one yeah, a little bit over ten pounds. Yeah. Caught him in a tournament. I won that. It's one of the few I've ever won. I fished a lot. I didn't win a lot. Spent a lot of money. Um, the little fish, believe it or not, man, I bet I mounted that thing 18, 19 years ago um, for a guy who never came and picked it up. Typical. Typical. And it's just sitting yep, there. Typical you know. taxidermy. You, yep. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because – Most people will. I, I'm but pretty he, good. He you know, most it. of my – I do a lot of a lot of work a year, and, and I really don't – I can't remember the last time I got stuck with something. Yeah. No, nah, some, some stuff takes a lot longer to get picked up. You know, they'll – Frustrating sometimes. Yeah, but, because you know, they'll, they'll call come. you. They'll call you. Hey, man, when, when my – Yeah, when they're going to be ready. Done? But know, as soon like, as it's ready, you're like, oh, you can't yeah. find them. Yeah. Where are you at? That's normal, but you they, wanted it. To, you wanted it tomorrow. It's ready, yeah. but you're not here. They normally come get them, so that's just that's the name of the game yeah. when you attack a thermos. It is. That's why you got to get that deposit. Mm-hmm. Man. You got to be a de- yep. deposit's at least got to cover the expenses and some and, of my time yep, for yep. sure. Yeah, yep. that's right. But anyway, so yeah, that's where we are. So um, we're chilling out in my taxidermy shop. I got bow press. I mean, like I said, when I tell you everything's about bow hunting for me, um, there's a bow press. There's seven or eight. <laughs> well, there's. Oh, there's bows everywhere. There's, there's, and then they're over there. There's bows. Yeah. There's youth bows over here. You know, pick one out for your kid when he gets big. You got more quivers here. on the wall than Bass Pro Shops got. Man, I got all kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I hunt. My wife hunts, uh, or did. She don't. She's got some rotator cuff issues, so she doesn't shoot a bow anymore. Not very often. My daughter, my son, all bow hunted. Um, and you can only hope they'll come back to it, right? Yeah. You know, it, it. There was a time in my life that I there and I left. You know. You know, that's a good time. So I'll start. No, I won't. I'm going to let you start. We talked a little bit about how you sort of got started into bow hunting, mm-hmm. right? You know, you were, well, I guess we did talk about yours a little bit. You, you know, guy bought your first bow for you. You know, you got your first bow. Guy took you hunting for the first yep. time. You know, you killed your first deer with a bow, um, you know, and that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. No, I'm 40 now. I think I started probably bow hunting around, I was just out of high school. I was 18, 19, but I didn't kill my first deer. Well, it's probably two years. I was probably about 20 years old. Yeah. 20, 21, give or take. And uh, I shot my first deer with a bow, and, and that is that was it. Yeah. Like, it's no... Hooked on it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's just, I eat, sleep, breathe that yeah. shit now. So, like, for me, I was telling somebody the other day, I don't... They were talking about, how did you get into this? I, so, I don't remember a time that I didn't have something archery going on with mm-hmm. me. So I remember being little. And I, when I say little, I mean like maybe 10 or 12 years old. Um, I would make a bow, literally. I made bows out of trees in the yard, yeah. you know. Sticks and Sticks, stuff. And I, yeah, and I would, yeah, get a stick. And, and my grandmother, I would make her save me the milk jugs, right? Just some targets. Yep. And I would put milk jugs out in the yard and in the in the in this yard right here where I live. Of course, where the shop was, it was all trees in. 
but the rest of the yard was pretty much uh, the two side parts were, were still open ground. I've done a lot to this place in the years that I've had it. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I would just I'd make a bow out of a stick and some string, and then I would make some arrows and sharpen, make a little knock, you know, make a little knock in, mm -hmm. and I just shot and I shot and I shot. And I bought my first bow. I bought a bear whitetail hunter. Um, let's see. I was about 15 or 16 years old. I cut grass all summer long. And, I mean, I didn't know anything. I just knew I wanted to shoot a bow. I didn't know anything about shooting one. I just wanted to. So I bought that. Um, I remember, I'll never forget, Mr. Uh, Mr. Danny was the uh, was UPS guy, and he called me, like, on a Saturday. He's like, CJ, I got your bow. Do you want it? I was like, yes. <laughs> so he came and brought it to me. And, you know, of course, that was, like, COD, right? Yeah. I cut grass all summer to save enough money. I ordered a bow set of sights and a, like a half dozen arrows dude that was back in i mean spine what was that yeah you didn't know, you know? anything about it you just, set up what did you yeah. what do you mean set up a bow probably had one of those sights with those uh what they were like little metal pins yeah a little metal like pin a little, and, like and a, you had you a screw, you had a screw on both sides yep. and you would screw them in and out and then you tighten them up on there on, mm -hmm. on the slide and you had a uh you had a uh a plunger rest you know on the side of yeah. it and and that's what you had and the, the here's the, here's sort of where the problem was though. Got into it because I loved it. Didn't know how to use it. Didn't know anything about what I was trying to accomplish. Right. Got a couple of broadheads. Thought, oh, we well, just go out there and shoot a deer. Yeah, I didn't even see a deer. You know, <laughs> I mean, much less shoot one. Didn't know anything about deer hunting. But, you, you, you know? you, I, mean, but I knew I wanted to do yeah. it. Right. So fast forward because it's complicated and it got hard at 15, 16 years old. I didn't. I didn't stay with it, right? But I always had that passion for bow hunting. And then in the Army, me and Lisa had gotten married. I've been married 26 years. We had been married for about six months, and we bought our first house. And, uh, and I was talking to a guy there, and uh, he said, man, we were talking about deer hunting and stuff. And I said, man, I used to, you know, I deer hunted all the time. I've been, I'm in the Army now. So, you know, he said, man, you know, uh, he said, man, I always, I said, I always wanted to get into, you know, back into bow hunting and stuff. He said, dude, you can bow hunt right here. And I'm like, where? And he's like, literally at, right here. At the base where yeah. you Yeah, well, I mean, not literally at the base, like where I was standing at that point. At that point. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man, you can you can bow hunt here. You know, you can gun hunt over there. But this right here is all bow hunting only, this whole area we were standing at. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm I'm 100% in. So by the next year, I had a bow, another bear whitetail hunter, 100-year-old bow, you know, still didn't know anything about bow hunting. But I, you know, got in there, and at Fort Hood, you had to, like, go draw your areas and stuff like that. But, man, I killed my first deer with a bow at 23. And since then, I've probably killed, I don't know, I've probably killed 15 with a gun, and everything else has been with a bow since then. Yeah. You know, it's just became part of who I was, yeah, it, you know. It's, it's an, when you, when you, like, how you and I, I mean, I'm, you strictly, you live and die archery hunting. It, it, that's I mean, how i am i just don't really and, care to kill it with a yeah gun and it's to the point now to where like like i said it's back to the almost like the snob part of it and and i hate to to, to sound like well that, you but you're the one who coined the phrase i know so and i am be. i'm a bow hunting snob and it's to the point now to where like if it's not killed with a bow i'm still you know because i got a bunch of buddies that don't, they don't feel this the same way that i do you know so they kill a bunch of stuff with a gun and that's and they kill a bunch and of big okay. stuff and it's definitely okay for the record it's okay it's but we're gonna make fun of you yeah it's definitely okay but i don't i don't personally 
you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not what I want to do. Does, yeah, and like it doesn't matter if because I always tell them, man, you know. Why, they, they, why you shoot all of those? Because I like to. Number one, I eat a bunch of deer, and it's well, fun as hell. We eat deer meat. Yeah. yeah. And I like to, I mean, when you get them in close, it's it's fun. That That's what triggers me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't bother me if I see a 160-inch deer that's 150 yards away, and I just, there's no, you know. You know it, what my thought is? How do I get him? Yeah. How do I get in, in that range? Yeah. How do right. I get there? But it doesn't, it doesn't, some people get so pissed off. Oh, man, if I'd have had a gun, yeah, I could have killed it. You well, if I'd have had a gun. If you had a gun, you could have killed it. If I would have had a gun, I would need another trophy room for, you know, what, but <laughs> it's not even about, it's not about that. You know, right. it, it is to a certain extent, but it's not, that's not why I'm hunting. Right. You know, I want, I want to kill big stuff. The but deer I, on the wall is a culmination of the hours and the effort put into it. It's not the mark of whether or not you're a successful hunter or not, or whether or not you're even a good hunter. It's just the, it's, it's the ribbon when you cross the finish line, you know, that, you know, I don't mount every deer I kill, you know, I skull mount them at mm -hmm. a minimum because I, I want to preserve the trophy, but it doesn't have to be a deer on the wall. Again, back to the successful, you know, the success of the hunt. Yeah, you know, uh, I got a, a friend of mine, Pawpaw was one, oh, God rest his soul, he was a great man, could not understand my addiction to archery. He lot, just couldn't. A lot of people don't. They you don't know? understand. Um, yeah, I mean, he just couldn't. And I'll never forget one day, so he grew up, he was a houndsman. He grew up running dogs, raising dogs, owning dogs, that's what he did. Um, well known in, at the time in the Walker, in the Baton Rouge area, we'll say, for uh, raising lemon walkers that wouldn't run a deer. He was a rabbit. He knew, but he was raised deer dogs too and grew up. And I grew up hunting dogs with deer. 16 through 20, that's what we did. You know, 15, 16 through 20, that's what we did. We hunted dogs with deer. I mean, deer with dogs mm -hmm. backwards. Anyway, um, well, I came back from the Army, and I was home. We were home for Christmas leave or something, right? So I went over there to see him, of course, spend time with my papa. And uh, he said, you going to hunt? I said, yeah. I said, uh, he, said what you, he said, you need a gun? I said, I'm going to bring my bow. He looked at me. <laughs> Look at you like he said, dude, we're going to run dogs. I said, I know, but I'm going to bring my bow. He said, whatever. Do whatever you want to. Well, him and Uncle Kenneth Ray, and they were like, whatever. Uncle Kenneth Ray cursed me out because I wouldn't do it, you yeah. know, do it, wouldn't bring a gun. He just told yeah, me I was an idiot. Shit, you a fucking idiot, boy. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Well, anyway, Papa would never tell me that. He might have thought it, but he would never tell oh, me. Oh, he was thinking it. Just kind of like was. the same reason we think when yeah. people shoot stuff. <laughs> when they shoot stuff <laughs> with a gun. And we go, oh, man, that's great. I'm uh, so happy for you. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I'll never forget. So I went to this spot, and it was sort of a, a long walk and hard to get to. And – you know, of course, if you're dog hunting, you have standers, you know, and you got hunter. You got the dog driver, then you got people get on the stand. Well, they, they usually give you a certain amount of time, but because my trip was so long, I didn't get there in time, all right? And to I, get to your stand? To get to where I wanted to be. And I was about 50 or so yards from where I really wanted to be, and I hear them coming. I look, and these freaking does are piling off this ridge and down and across this bottom. I was still in the bottom trying to get to the base of the ridge mm -hmm. where I knew they were coming through there. And all these does pile through, so I'm standing there watching him, and this beautiful freaking eight-point, he comes right down the ridge, and he follows, you know, he's in there with the does, and then he follows them, then he stops, and he turns, takes five or six big jumps, you know, and goes off out of the way. And had I been where I wanted to be, it's probably a 30, yeah, 25, 30-yard yeah. chip shot. As it was, he was 55, 60 yards. Well, at that time, these bows weren't like these bows are now. That you didn't make sixty yard shots then. 
Yeah, you know? thirty yard shot back then was probably a long thirty yard shot was a long, long shot, shot, you know. And of course, you didn't have parallel limbs. You know, you weren't shooting three fifty. Well, you, you probably know? didn't have a range finder either. Shoot, really. no, I mean, yeah, you couldn't. Even, you, you know, the range finders then were the ones that you, you know, you looked at him between the top and the bottom, and then you know whatever that line came. That's roughly what he was. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty five yards, thirty five yards, whatever. Um, so anyway, he got away, and we were sitting there around at at their you know. Pappy and him are cooking, you know, and uh, we're sitting there talking and uh, about what you saw. And I said, yeah, I said, I saw, I saw a good one today. Did you? I said, yeah. I, Why didn't you shoot him? I said, he was, couldn't, I didn't get to my stand and he was a little bit out of range and I didn't get a shot at him. And Kenneth Ray freaking <laughs> looked at me. I told you, you son of a, you could have killed that damn deer. I said, oh, Kenneth, you don't understand. It ain't about killing him. It's really not. If it was about killing deer, I would shoot everything with a rifle. Because that's yeah, that, 400 yards, pow. He's dead. 150 yards, pow. Don't matter. It's not about killing him. It's about getting him in a circle with me. And that circle is usually inside 40 yards. That's what, that's what this is about. The challenge is not killing deer. I can stack them some bitches like cordwood mm-hmm. with that old 30 6 or that 308 that's sitting in that gun case over there. I can stack them up like cordwood. I can fill the truck full of them. That ain't what it's about. It's not. It, it's about the quality of the hunt. Yep. That's what it's about, the quality of the hunt, you know. And never look, not everybody's going to get that, no. you know. Not everybody's well, going to get that. It, it goes back to, like, you know, shooting – those are smaller stuff or whatever, whatever, you know how much stuff I've, you know, flack, I guess the word is that I've been told about like, oh, well, man, you, I could have shot those, you know, well, yeah, you was in a box stand with a 30 odd six and you got 12 with the heater turned on yeah, watching TV like, on and your I was phone. in a climbing stand, you know, and got within bow range of them. It didn't get, you know, winded, didn't get picked up, yeah. you know, picked off out of the tree or whatever it is. And, 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 they they don't have that personal, I guess. Yeah, there's that, a connection. Yeah, there really is. And there's a connection yeah, when you're a I mean, I, There is. It, it, there's times that I sat in places where I couldn't shoot certain deer, this and that, and they just piling into the fields, and it's just it's not you know you don't even get worked up about it, you know. And then when you that's right. It, so yeah, it's yeah. not about my heart. Don't really start racing until they break that fifty yard barrier. Oh, man. And yeah. then I'm like, whoa. I lose my shit sometimes when a damn 100 pound doe is coming in. I can't, and you just, know, I think you can't that's so it. for me, that's really what, like, when I started the bow hunting part, you know, when we talk about the 50 pound doe. So that's where it is for me. So there was a point where, and I recognize this in my life, especially after, like I said, you know, after I got out of the army, I was 29, and I bow hunted and I gun hunted for a couple of years there. And I really, a lot of the reason I gun hunted was because I wanted to be around, I want to be around family mm-hmm. and that's what they did, you know, um, especially Papa, you know, he was somebody who was so influential in my life, um, in me becoming a good person that I really wanted to yeah, spend as much time as, you as can, I could though. with him, you know, and ooh, excuse me, that one, ooh, <laughs> drank that beer too fast, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I did gun hunt, you know, and I, and I killed, but, I never once shot a deer, antlered or not, that ever excited me with a gun during that, you know, and there was a, you know, and I would say it's a two or three year span that I really, that I gun hunted um, and bow hunted. And then I just said, you know what, I'm not getting anything out of it. So for me, there's an excitement about 
deer hunting. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't turn to jello just because a doe came out. Mm -hmm. Does my heart thump when I know I'm going to shoot? Yeah. And the day your heart don't thump when you're going to pull the trigger, you need to reevaluate what you're what, what you're doing. Oh, for sure. You know, um, that's just the way I look at it. You know, a lot of people say the same thing. The day that it doesn't do it for me, I'm going to reevaluate. You know, it still does it for me, and I don't see it going away. Man, I, my, I'm telling you, man, my wife laughs. She's like, oh my, you, like it does it. You know, most people are like, oh. Oh, as you get older, you'll probably grow out of it a little bit. It's not going to be as, you know, things change and this and that. Well, bullshit, well, because it's worse now. I'll tell you what I think when we talk about things. So here's what here's what happens to you when you, for me, when you get older. That's the way I look at this. Experience teaches me to stay calm. It doesn't mean that my heart is not about to beat out of my chest the entire time. But I've, I'm able to relax a little bit more because yeah, I do can, have enough experience you can control to maintain the, my composure. Yeah, you can control the pressure of the, yep, the situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, last year um, I shot that uh, that nice eight point, not a not a monster, um, one twenty on the num on the num on the that's, money. That's I a mean, good eight point, and he's a good eight point, especially for a high pressured area. I mean, like I said, you know, I live in the woods where you know every deer gets shot. I live in a place and I hunt in a place that the four point don't get a pass, you know? Mm -hmm. So for him to make it to four and a half years old is a feat in itself, right? And for me to get him at 23 yards is another feat because I only had three daylight pictures of that deer. One of them was in July. One of them was November the 14th, and one of them was the day I killed him. Dang. And, and don't get me wrong. I ain't got like – it ain't like I got one camera. Bro, I'll run 20 cameras in that on that track. And all you got them is like one time? Three daylight pictures of that deer. He was not a daylight mover. He didn't move in the daylight. I got a picture of him nine o'clock in the morning in full velvet in July. I got a picture. You would have thought at that time of the year he would have been pretty consistent. Pretty consistent. Normally they kind of half-ass tame. And, and I'm gonna tell you this: I got one picture of him off that camera. That was, and I had four other cameras around there, and never got a picture of him in the daylight. Dang. It wasn't even until like I had a place that I fed my deer not too far from there. He was hardhorn before he ever went there. He was just he he. These older deer who live in super, super pressured areas, they have a system. And even daylight, man, daylight in the, in the wintertime, daylight in the summertime is still danger. Yeah. And they're nocturnal, and that's just what they are, you know. But anyway, um, I got pictures of him. The next time I got a picture of him was November 14th. Right, I think it was like weekend before deer season opened. Um, and he went down into this creek to a creek crossing, and he never made it across the creek. I got a picture of him going down. I got a picture of him turning and going back up one minute later. Whatever happened across something, that creek, something he realized, and it was just at breaking day. It was gray light, so he wouldn't have probably made it into any, you know, he was going into the cutover. All he was doing was going into the cutover. He was going into bed up, yeah. and something happened, changed him. He turned around and went right back where he came from and just went in there and laid up somewhere else. And then the next time was at 4.30 in the afternoon on December on January the 2nd when I killed him. And was he we, chasing does? He was, it was rut. And he was checking a scrape. He didn't He didn't have a doe, and he was in that time period, like the deer in Illinois, he was between does. He was looking for the next one, you know? And that dude probably lost 40 pounds from the time in, like, oh, early yeah. in the year. Uh, he was 170 pounds when I killed him. Well, that's a good story to tell one day down the road. We'll yeah. talk about that deer. Um, great hunt, you know? Um, great shot on that deer. Um, not one that I, I like to take, but I'll take that shot in the circumstances and it wasn't quartering two. All you got going on motherfucker took a quarter into no it was not quartering two. Um actually it was a it was a shot um in the in the uh chest. 
front chest. Oh, like a, just a frontal, just a straight frontal Straight shot? frontal, but at 23 yards, and we were we were literally level with each other yeah. with his head up. You know, he was looking up in the, you mm-hmm. know, he exposed all that. And that dude went 42 yeah, yards before he was dead. that's a pretty lethal shot. It is absolutely lethal, but the situation it's, has to be perfect it, you're or right. you're just not going to take it. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of guys shoot elk and stuff like on these YouTube you videos You can make or whatever, that shot. And that's, which is a common shot when you call on an animal in. Because like he's walking to you. And he's coming yeah. into the call, you know, this and that. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's pretty – it's a pretty lethal shot, but it can go south real quick, too. You have you... to have everything in place for that shot. You know, and we were talking about that. I actually messaged a guy. We were, we were talking on Facebook. One of the – might have been on one of the saddle platforms or whatever it was, hunting, Mississippi hunter maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were talking about that frontal shot. And I said, it's a doable shot. As long as you're inside 30, I believe. My personal point, you got to be inside 30. With these new bows, 30 is a yeah, chip shot for be, a lot of these you bows. You have to be close, and I think, like you said, I think you – I think, and you can't be looking down that's on him right. hard. You can't. You got to be level. You got to be level. Yeah. You can't be twenty five foot up in a tree that's shooting right. down because you. Yeah. There's too much meat to get through. Uh, yeah. So for this particular deer, he was only about ten feet above me. Now I'm twenty foot in a tree, but he's only about like like because. On a ridge or yeah, something. I'm off the edge of a ridge, so he's about ten foot above me, which gave me a line of sight. Yeah. You know. Pretty and much like shooting a target, basically, as far as elevation wise. That's right. That's right. And yeah. and just again, just knowing what my capabilities are. And being comfortable, it. But he was at twenty three yards. If he was at thirty three yards, I'm not taking that shot. Yeah, because yeah, if I'm he whirls just one slightly, if he just direction. moves a little bit before yeah, it, at, at the break of the arrow, I'm in the shoulder instead of in. You know, yep. it's got to be in a place where. And again, he wasn't alert. You he have to his, read. Yeah, you have his, to read the deer. He's got his head up in the in the licking branch. He ain't. You know, he ain't studying me. He don't know I'm there. So there's an opportunity there. Um, but again, knowing your deer, knowing what you're capable of, also, you know. Um, you don't take that shot at fifty. No, you know. It, I, I mean, it, even white whitetails in general are tough to shoot long range, in my opinion. They're so dang they, they're so skittish. I've killed antelope, mule deer. Um, trying to think, I, I've shot a handful of antelope at 60, 70 yards. I shot a mule deer. I hate you know, to say it, an antelope. If you get an arrow in him, it's like he it's, loses all yeah, willpower. Yep. Yeah caribou like that i shot a caribou at 70 yards i shot a mule deer 80 plus yards and but those animals are they a little different you know they they, they, hey every animal they can all jump the string and this and that but a mule deer will wait for the arrow to get there they'll they'll sit there and kind of like look back and and let it let it hit them you know and 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 white tails it's like they don't recognize it you know i would never shoot at a white tail i've seen white tail does see the arrow coming from 45 yards and step clean out of the way, you know. Of course, that's back when bows were slower yeah. too. But now, you know, I'm shooting them. I'm shooting a, that SR6 will get them. It gets them down there fast too. Yep. They don't have much time to react to it. Um, I've shot alert deer. I've shot alert does at 30 yards, and she had no time to react. Yeah. That arrow. First off, quiet bow, and then no time to react. That arrow is there so fast. She don't even have time to react. Mm-hmm. It hits her so fast. Um, but not every yeah, deer is I've like seen, that. I've seen deer come in at. 35 40 yards that that wasn't alert you know if you hunt them on just a natural trail and they just you know walking through that's if you right. hunt them on a corn pile that's right most of the time they're going to be kind of jittery type you know well they know it's not natural that's right so it, that that changes the game too on on your shot distance i find it does i think it does but, you know i think it does yeah man there's so much to, man all right so we're um we're 55 minutes in that's pretty good man it's our first one and we're yeah. 55 minutes in so we're, I'm enjoying this. Um, so Lee and I have always said that, you know, we can just sit here and bullshit about 
taxidermy. I mean, not taxidermy. About that any too. well taxidermy <laughs> too. Yeah, but we can just we can just sit here and bullshit about anything. Um, when you're talking about something you enjoy, like like this for me, I really can talk about it oh, all night. Yeah. You know, we can and we can just I, chill and I talk all do, night. And I think we both on the same page as like. I mean, like you said, we can just we we're gonna jump ship a lot on a lot of different topics, most likely, unless we have like a guy you, calling in that we may want to hear his story. Yeah, and, and we're then of course, try to keep it on yeah, his we'll. Story. But if Absolutely. it's just us talking, I'm pretty sure we're gonna probably yeah, we'll bounce ramble. around. But. Um, you know, I don't, you know, well, I mean, one thing that we'll do is, you know, um, I guess since I'm the, I don't know, I'm not the prime. I don't. We're all hosts. You know, but I yeah, guess yeah. But you more of the yeah. Kinda. I'll keep a slight. Try to keep it. So you know, one of the things will be you know I'll I'll get a notepad and you know we'll have an idea you know and bring us around back to, you know. So in this situation, we're we're just talking and we're just enjoying ourselves, having a beer, enjoying the afternoon. Um, if we have a guest, we'll be able to come back and you know sort of stay on track yeah, with notes sure. and questions and things like that. But um, really and honestly, this is. This is going to be a, a format. Even if we have a, even if I have a guest come in, this is going to be our format. I mean, um, just sitting around talking. I, just... I promise you, what it won't be is a is like formal interviews. No, know, I, don't yes, wanna, no I don't want no questions because I don't nah, like that. No, um, those kind of podcasts bore me. Yeah. So you know, well, it's too scripted. You know, I want to be able to just. It sort of feels that way sometimes. Yeah, if you know, I want to be able to just let the whoever like if somebody's telling a story. Just let them, you know, just, I want to hear it. Have I want to hear all about it. Because, yep. I mean, there's, you, you're going to talk about stuff, and you're going to remember something, and you're going to go back to it, you know, and it's just. <laughs> so that reminds me. Especially when you're so, drinking beer. You know, yeah. Well, you know, and I was thinking today, you know, um, when we get on the uh, radio show, there's not a lot of time for this, you know. So, like, we had Alan on today, and you were so quiet. And I know there's questions. Oh, I know I there's a, things you want to say. I had so much stuff I wanted to talk yeah, to him about. But we can't about, talk about it. I couldn't there's because just, it would have it killed the you know, time. I mean, you know, we were talking about radio breaks, and I was like, man, we, we've got it. I've got to take a radio break, at least one. But if I don't, you know, I need to do it. But at the same time, there's only so much time around. Who is it? My wife stick her head in there? <laughs> yeah. Get out. Hey, baby. We're recording. <laughs> I don't know. You have to shut the door hard. So I, she yeah. wasn't slamming the door because nah. she's mad. You she, was, shut, she was smiling. You got to shut the door yeah. hard, though. Nah, so she's good. You do have to do She's good. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get something. I'll get some grief from that. I am almost 100% positive. Oh, I, hey, I, am almost I hope my wife positive. didn't have the kid yet tonight. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. My yeah. So. Yeah, I got a baby coming in a couple of weeks, and my yeah. service is kind of shitty in, in, in yeah. here. So we got to make sure that she gets Lisa's uh, contact yeah. information so that if we're out here, or yeah, something, she, she can contact Lisa so she can find us. Definitely. You know, bust in here and say, boy, you're having a baby. What the hell are you doing on <laughs> yeah. the – get your ass off this radio. <laughs> um, but, yeah, circling back. So, you know, format's going to be uh, pretty much this. Um, man, we want it to be uh, just guys talking, you know, no no, uh, no formal interviews. I mean, we're going to have questions, and, you know, um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to want to get on certain topics. Yeah. And there's but, gonna be guys we're gonna want to bring in there. There's a lot of killers down in this southern part. Man, of, there are it, some stone cold a lot killers of, down in that's here. That's right. And They're a, just under the radar. Yeah, and and I want to get people that you know that went to hunt public land in Mississippi or or uh, wherever they went, Midwest or as, to the west or as something. As pressured and, as 
uh, so I live, and I'll, I don't have a problem telling you this, I live in Franklin County, Mississippi, and it is one-third public land, roughly one-third public land. Um, it is in the Homochitta National Forest. The Homochitta National Forest is roughly 330,000 square acres, um, comprising most of three counties. And then you have places that aren't part of the Homochitta um, that are also nearby, mm-hmm. Sandy Creek, yeah. um, and places that's, like that's that, wildlife right. management yeah. area. Um, so there are some, a lot of public land, which means that we get a lot of pressure, a lot of people around here. It doesn't mean we don't kill big deer. It just means that we keep it to ourselves. And I promise you, I got some guys, like you saw that picture of that one that came out of uh, the National Forest that I sent you the picture? Yeah. They- Dude, I'm going to find him. And try to get that was him. like a that's probably a 180. Yeah, I was about that to say that's a 180 inch absolute dude. monster. Now we're going to have that conversation. Are we going to talk about where he killed him? Hell no. No. Hell no. We're going to. I don't even want to know where he. I killed might him. tell you in certain spots where I hunt at because it's like especially uh, out west where it's a draw tag where like you you, you probably well, I'm not, not even going <laughs> to tell you a unit. I might tell you we're going to Wyoming, but I'm not telling you the unit. Yeah. Go figure. Look, guys. At some point in time, you yeah, got to figure it out for your yourself. You got to do your own research. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I hunted public land in Illinois. Are we going to talk about where? No. <laughs> no. 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 What I'm going to say is, I hunted public land in Illinois. If you want to go hunt public land in Illinois, there is some there. Well, look, it's that, not a lot. That's your first you time you, you went, right? Yeah, it was my first trip. And though. you killed a Pope and Young Buck. So that tells you right I did kill right a Pope there. and Young it's, Buck. It, it's doable. You it know, is. anybody you know? around, you can do it. You just got to. There, there's so many people that come to me about hunting whatever state and they scared to jump in the truck and they are because they want to, the reason they scared is because if they don't kill people nowadays, everything's on Facebook or whatever it is. You you put your value on the deer on the dead animal, but that's not where the value has to be. Like if they, if they go and and they're not successful, then somebody's going to tell, you know, oh, uh, you know, you didn't go deep enough. You didn't, you didn't hunt hard enough or whatever it is. But yep. those same people that say that. Or you spent a thousand dollars and didn't come back yeah, with anything. Yeah, those same people that say that are scared to, that, at least that person went. At least you know what I mean? He wasn't scared yep. to leave the state so of Mississippi or wherever you're from. You'll hear people say this. I killed a, I killed an Illinois buck that scored 132 and four eights by my score. Could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less. Don't really care. I could care less. Um, I'm super, super happy with that deer. And when I tell the story about it, you know, probably later this week for episode two, um, we'll get we'll we'll get it recorded, and I'll tell the world about it. And but here's the thing, I will hear people say, "Well, shit, Cliff, you could have killed 132 in Mississippi." Here. Yeah. Yes, but I would not have experienced what I experienced in Mississippi. I wouldn't have met the people that I met. I wouldn't have seen the country that I saw. I wouldn't have experienced the things that I'd experienced. I wouldn't have walked the trails that I walked. All those things made the trip. Coming back with the deer is icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. It does not define the quality of the trip. Yep. You know, I went, I, I elk hunted. I have never killed an elk. I have had multiple successful elk trips because of the quality of the experience, you know. Now, we're going to get that freaking zero off the board at some point in time. <laughs> I know I got you over here. I know you and Wayne will help me. We're going to get the yeah. zero off the board, but it doesn't it doesn't define the hunt, you know. And you're going to hear me say this a hundred thousand times if I say it once: the dead animal does not make the success. That's not where success should. be. Yep. And if it is I where totally, success is for I agree you, on that. then maybe you need to reevaluate. Well, if that's if that's the only thing you worried about, 
then just save you money and go hunt in a high fence in Texas or something somewhere and shoot a 180 inch deer, you know, and just go that route if that's that's what you want. I mean, and that's that's okay if that's that's what you want. That's fine fine. because I, I got friends that do it. You know, and that's I too. fun. I got one right down the road. Yeah. They go to Texas. Matter of fact, when I was in Illinois, he was in Texas. They killed 17 deer Jesus. bucks. Yeah. Now, it wasn't just one of them. It was a it was a group of them went with the company. and But they killed 17 bucks. He killed a beautiful 150s class 10 point. You know, beautiful yeah. deer. I'm super happy for yeah. him. If he's happy for that, I mean, I'm super happy for him to do that, you know. He shot it with a gun because he can't even draw a bow. Matter of fact, his bow's <laughs> here somewhere. I mean... Oh, oh look, hanging right over there, I think, one of those bows. That looks like yeah. a woman's bow. No, well, there's a, you see that diamond on the very end? Mm-hmm. I think that's his. I mean, he he bought it 20 years ago, and, you know, I put a new string on it for him, and the, the string was about broke. He, he never draw. He's never even drawn it. <laughs> no, heck no. He no. He's not a bow hunter. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I make fun of him all the time because he doesn't shoot a gun. Most people are mm-hmm. not. We 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 pretty much the minority. You know, we the are hunters. I mean, um, especially all right. So in the South, uh, it's different in the Midwest and up north. Um, well, because where you pretty you much have, don't have much. You, you don't have season. much of a gun season. So down here, our deer season opens October one, and it closes January thirty one. Rifle season opens the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is the twentieth this this year. It's opening, uh, matter of fact, as we speak, in four days. I think three or four day, three days, and it will run in some form or another until the last day of January. Whether that be still yeah, hunting, don't you have like whether it's muzzleloader hunting, dogs and st- yeah, well, you got yeah. dog hunting, you got dog season, then you have a split, you got still season, then you have a, I think you have a muzzleloader season. I don't know. I don't keep up I don't with it. Hunt I, with a gun, but yeah, my, my, my season starts October first yeah. and ends January thirty first. That's, that's pretty much my hunting that's, season. That's my hunting season. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to hunt with a bow. So I don't really, you know, when the breaks and the splits are don't matter to me because I'm hunting with a bow. All I know is starting on the twentieth, I have to wear blaze orange. Mm, that's yeah. the only thing that it changes for me. You know, it don't, nothing else changes. I just got to put some orange on. I got that. Matter of fact, that's one of my long sleeve shirts I wear when I go in and out. Um, and when I get in the tree, I don't have to have orange. I can put it back. Yeah, as long as you open the tree. Yeah. So, but that's, I mean, that's, we have a three month, roughly three month firearm season, whether it be muzzleloader. And then down here, you can use a straight wall, you know, so a 35 Wheeling, 45 70s. Yeah, and those, those guns now, which I don't have any, but I, I know buddies that have them, and they're talking about shooting 250 yards. Yeah, they're yards, shooting 250 yards. Whatever well, it is. And it's, part of the problem is because there's so many deer down here, and there's not enough people. You're not killing enough deer. Yeah. I mean, talk all you want. People say, oh, man, I quit seeing a, I don't see but 50 deer a day, and when I used to see 100, y'all are killing too many deer. Dude, you are not, we are not killing too many deer. Yeah. There are deer everywhere. That's in the why, south. I, in, in my opinion, that's why the rut isn't it's what it is in part the Midwest. Of it. It, it is part it, of part it. Part of it because when you got that many deer, that that's many right. does, it, it, you, you know, the bucks don't have, it, there's there's well, does everywhere. I right? used to tell people all the time. So one of the analogies that I hear all the time is yeah, you know, um, I, I, I got 30 deer, got 30 does in my food plot, but I never see a buck. And I say, well, let me ask you something. If you got 30 does in your food plot, how many does do you think you got in the woods? Yeah. He said, well, I don't know. Well, let's just say you got 30 does in the woods. Let's say you got 30 does in the food plot and you got 30 does in the woods. And you're a mature buck. Which 30 does are you going to go mess with? Why Why would you you go out in that field when you got 30 does in the woods? Mm -hmm. And they look at me. I never thought about it like that. And that is why you need to kill the 30 does in the food plot. And that's when you call me. Yeah, I mean, if you if you I'll don't have the stomach, plot. I'll if you don't have the stomach to kill them, I'll go kill them I'll for you. I'll empty a quiver. 
I'll help you. But it's what I'm saying when I'm saying that, what I'm trying to get around to get through to people is you have too many deer on. When you're seeing 30 and 40 deer in yeah, your food many. plot, you got too many deer on your place. Because whatever you have in the food plot, maybe even three times that are in the woods who ain't going to come out in the day or who aren't going to come out today. Mm-hmm. You have too many, and that's why you don't. There's no reason for a buck to get up out of bed and go looking for a doe. He's got 15 of them right here. Yeah. Why should he get yep. up? You know, and and it's the truth. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Plenty of guys are going to listen to that and go, "Oh, you're full of shit." Well, okay, fine. Mm. But I've seen firsthand that if you've got a bunch of deer in the food plot, you're not seeing a lot of bucks. It's just not happening unless that's the only deer you have, and that only happens from selectively harvesting killing a lot of does you know um when i worked for um a guy who owned a sawmill um locally he had 1800 acres and if you worked for him you could hunt on that we had to kill 60 does a year 60 that was our minimum number he had a biologist who came in and helped you know to manage it 60 a year is what we had to man at least 60 a year. That just goes to show you how many deer is on there. I mean, how many deer on that even place? Because 1,800, that's a lot of land it's in the south. a lot of land. Shoot you, you, 60 does a year at a minimum. He said we need to kill at least 60. He would want you to kill more, but he you got to kill at least 60. So that's when my kid, you know, my son was young, eight, nine years old. Man, him and that 7-millimeter out eight, right? We And we had, a you know, a bunch of guys had kids. Man, we kid turned them yes, kids loose on them does, man. <laughs> By after after um, Christmas, yeah, right. We took them song guns out there and just turned them loose on them does. Tristan, my boy, probably. Of course, they had the uh, what well, they had a D map. The D map is the program that we were under, so you get multiple tags. You mm-hmm. know, back then you couldn't kill you know two or three does a year, but if you had For a managed state. program, yeah, yeah. But if you had the managed program, you kill as many as you yeah. needed by the management mm-hmm. program. Man, we Tristan kill eight or ten does a year, you know. I wouldn't even shoot one. Just let him do it. Well, just let him do it. Why Why should I shoot? You know, I might shoot one because I had to get the rust off that arrow, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But second day of October, I hadn't shot a deer all. I got, <laughs> she's going to go down. Well, it's, fun, it's funny how the first, like the first week of the season, you just so. You just oh got to God. put an arrow in one, don't you? Yep. But anyway, yeah, that was back, you know, it's been quite a few years ago. But yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of deer in this area. So, and that's what I'm getting at. Franklin County has a lot of deer. You know, there was a time. I don't. I guess maybe it's been long. It's been maybe fifteen or twenty years ago. I'm, I'm maybe longer. Um, Mississippi had the second highest deer population in the country. In the country, yeah. Do you know who was number one? Probably Texas. Texas. Yeah, because look at the look size at the of size it. of Texas and look at the size of Mississippi. Yeah. It's, it's Texas is people all the time. ten times bigger than Mississippi. Yeah, you or can, whatever. It, uh, it may be even more. More. Yeah, Mississippi is loaded with deer. The There's South in so general has a lot of deer. Even Louisiana, Alabama has a deer a day. Yeah. You know? Alabama's full of deer. Georgia, uh, Arkansas, Louis, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. All these Louisiana's southern, got a lot of deer. It, it, it's just it, it, it's, more it's, heavily populated, so you got to yeah, travel more. Yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the populations, I used to look at that. I used to get a magazine. I forgot what it was. Maybe Bowhunter, Bowhunt mm-hmm. Magazine or whatever it was. And it would every year they would do like the little the deer population. Deer population. Yeah. I, I would look at it. And you would think like Illinois and Iowa and Midwest no, and stuff. Nothing compared to what no, we have. No, shit, no. They, they, you would see, I think at one point, Mississippi, one of the last times I looked at the mag- magazine, it was like 1.6 million, million deer, deer yeah. in Mississippi. And That's like right. uh, Iowa was like 350,000 or something. That's right. And I'm probably wrong on my numbers exactly. No. But, but you no, know Mississippi, what I mean? Just, yeah. It was over it was a million deer way, in Mississippi. Way more deer. And then you look at Texas, which had like 2 million. 
and you would think they got two million deer. We've got half that number in one eighth, uh, yeah, one sixteenth of, of the size. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous to deer. Now, if you're not from the south, from the heavy south, the deep south, what I call us, we're down here in the sweat zone. Um, <laughs> that should be the yeah. name of our zone. You know, how they got I like the delta zone and the, the ninety-eight percent humidity zone. Just, should be the sweat zone. <laughs> Look, guys, I mean, it was 78 degrees today. It is the 16th day of November. Yeah, it, was... it makes tough. It makes for t- really tough hunting. Um, but, like, when I grew up, they well, back when I grew was growing, you know, coming up down here, even in the forest, in the national forest, they did a lot of uh, clear cutting. So the national forest going, they might clear cut a 100-acre track, you know, and the rest of it's all surrounded by woods, and they'd cut 100 acres of it, just select cutting, you know. So if you've never lived in the south like we live in, there ain't nothing here that ain't got a thorn on it oh, in a cutover. I mean, cutovers you can't even walk through. I mean, ridiculous. Then you um, then you throw in chiggers, uh, <laughs> red bugs, whatever you want to call it. Holy <laughs> shit. I went to the home of Chitta, uh, uh I think it was last year. No, maybe, yeah, it was last year. It was like a week before bowl season. A buddy of mine. Got to eat up with him chiggers. He's on the Kodiak hunt right now with Wayne, Brad Webb. He's like, man, yeah. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, you know, because he grew up in Centerville. I think. Oh, yeah, Centerville? Yeah, in yeah. that area. And uh, he's like, I'm going to show you some, because Homochetta goes through that area, I think, too, huh? Yeah, right? yeah, there's but, a lot and, of Homochetta Yeah, so he was like, I'm going to show you, I'll, I'll bring you to some, to some spots. I said, all right. So I went walking in. I didn't think about it, man. It was like September. I didn't have no boots on. I mean, I just had tennis shoes. It was dry ground. Eat up. I didn't spray my legs with that uh, <laughs> whatever you call that shit. Yeah, and, Deet um, or something. Yeah, yeah, so, man, I went to walking around, and I got home. And, like, the next day, I start itching a couple spots. I'm like, oh, shit, just a red bug. You know, I get one or two of them every year. Yeah. Next thing you know, I had hundreds. I'm talking about hundreds. My <laughs> wife, well, she, you know, she's in the medical field. She's like, oh, my God, what the? She's like, you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you it was something. so bad. I had to, like, I had to get completely naked and get her to, like, rub alcohol. I couldn't even reach the spots they had chickens Oh, on. my God. It was miserable. And you I know, told her, I said, I ain't never going. Uh, I ain't never stepping foot. Today's the first time I went on the home of Chitta since that yeah, happened. It can be rough. So, I'll, I'll tell you, when you get the red bugs really bad, you run you a good bath, and you put your two capfuls of Clorox yeah, in the bleach, water and soak, it, yeah. and it'll it'll kill them. But, yeah, yeah they're, they're, t- they're hard on you. Mm. Yeah, they can be hard on you. But, anyway, so the National Forest um, – I grew up hunting it. Uh, today, Lee and I went and rode in some. So I live, like I said, you know, I can walk in my backyard and within 100 yards, I can be on the forest. Yeah, and I'm probably 25 minutes. Yeah, and you're 25 minutes. Yeah. Away. And there's there's closer, there's some closer to you, but we just went to places like that I hunt, all, that I've grew up, you know, and I, I know really well. I've been successful in. So picked Lee out a few places here by the house because he can't travel far because he's going to be a daddy in a couple weeks. Yeah, so gotta, we got to keep him close to I'm, home. I'm going to be on standby. Yeah, well, and that's good, though, yeah. but you need more places, you know. Yeah. You can never have too many places to hunt, really, oh, and truthfully, sure. you know. Um, but, man, look, I'm going to tell you guys, I've seen some uh, – I've personally held um, a couple of 180s that came out of the forest down here. Now, don't get me wrong, they don't come every year, and uh, they're, they're few and far between, but they can grow. Yeah, they do. I've seen a bunch in the, in the 140, 150. I've seen some really great, great deer. Um, you just have to spend time in the forest. I mean – the problem with the forest is that it's all the same, you know, especially now, oh, excuse me, that they have, you know, that they don't, they don't thin or they don't cut like they used to, you know, um, somewhere in the past, they, they, they quit worrying about, um, harvesting logs and they just let them grow and they just let them grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. I don't really get that, but Hey, you know, uh, it's, it's what the, uh, it's what you get when you let a bunch of tree huggers control your country. 
Um, and that's what, you know, oh, we're not going to harvest the timber. You know what we could we could have we could have done a lot to uh to to control lumber prices over the last year or two. Oh god. You know, plenty of old growth pure pines in the in them woods that are ready for harvest. There's so, there's so much big big timber around yeah, where I area. took you today, oh. you know. It yeah, was it's, <laughs> it's something, it's, Yeah, it? it is. It, it is. is. It's some it's some great hunting in there though. Yeah, you know, so you're going to hear a uh, you're going to hear a lot about um going west. You're going to hear a lot about hunting public because we all do. Um, and a little bit of I got some private land that I got a lease that I that I'm a member of. Actually, I try to get Lee and uh, and Wayne in, involved in that next year. Uh, great deer hunting lease, but it's all it's timber company land. It's thickets and cutovers, and you know, mm-hmm. tough hunting for a bow hunter. But I, I mean, you know, I've been successful on it. Um, we can make it work. You just got to figure it out, you know. Yep. But yeah, so it's a little bit of everything, man. This is going to be us. Uh, yeah, we'll try to get. I got I got quite a few buddies that's done a lot of absolutely pretty amazing things in yep. bow hunting wise and we'll try to get some of those to, guys to call in and yep. talk about some of their grizzly you know, bear stories I'm gonna and tell you, whatever man, it is i'm sort of looking forward to that so you know you're going to have a combination of things you're going to have um you know we're going to you know get guys on who've been out west and done amazing things and had adventure hunts i guess we'll call them mm-hmm. you know, the adventure hunt that i think everybody wants to do and, and one of the reasons we want to do that is we want to motivate you to get up and go out there and do yeah. the and, and experience those things. Like Mississippi is an amazing state, but there it, it's a it's a there's other paradise, amazing but there's states. other places that you can go yeah. that doesn't even affect the Mississippi season. No. You know, we start October first. If you you can go mule deer can, hunting in September. Yeah, September. Some you can go. Out, me and Wayne and, and Brad went antelope hunting in Colorado two years ago, August fifteenth. That's right. I mean, and yep. it's cheap. You know, there's plenty of places like that. That's that, right. Species that and you And we'll can talk go. about that. One one of the things, one of our topics will be going out west. And we'll do that in the spring. So, um, we, yeah, around like tag seat. Yeah. Like when it's you know, And about for... what it costs you. Dude, there's tags out there that are 250 bucks. Yep. You know? It costs you just gas. Yeah. Gas. Go out there food, and, and have a good Camping time. out. So we'll have that. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about hunting here in the dirty south. God knows we're going to talk about that a lot because that's what we do. Um, and we're going to have a combination of guys who've been out west. And we're going to, you know look for and find successful hunters down here in the south um and talk about you know and have those guys on here and then at some point in time maybe we can get to know some of the industry guys on here you know yeah look guys primos you know those dudes are literally right around the corner right around the corner i know quite a few of them i know some i've met some of them you know i've met mr i've met mr will um and then multiple i've met him multiple times but he ain't gonna remember me yeah. But I understand why, too. I've mounted, but, you know. I've mounted a few ducks for some of them. That you, you? Which some of them that branched off to the small town hunting. Yeah. Keith Burgess. Keith, I've yep. mounted ducks for Brad Ferris. You know, those guys yep. like that. You know, that, yeah, that they, they just local Mississippi rednecks. They're just rednecks. Mississippi rednecks, man. We just love to hunt, you know. <laughs> yep. And that is what we are. Um, and that's what we do. Um, so we're a, we're an hour and 18 minutes into this one. Um, I think we're going to call this. Uh, I got to, you know, Wayne, Lane, uh, Lee. Lee's got to get, you know, he's got to get rolling home. He's got a wife. She's probably at home by now. Oh, huh? I'm sure, yeah. Plus, I'm you about know. to piss on myself. <laughs> I got to pee, but I like you wouldn't believe I got to pee. <laughs> yeah, um, my wife is wondering where if I'm ever coming out of this room. The dogs are probably hungry, you know. Um, the chicken's got to be put up. I got the two biddies who like to th- think they're going to live on the on the windowsill. I got to go catch. Well, we'll try to catch my, uh, Wayne. I think Wayne comes in Saturday or Sunday, maybe. Does he really? From Ala- uh, uh, yeah. I think so, they're hunting Saturday. All right, Saturday. So, the goal will be to get Wayne with us before we tell the Illinois story and we'll get the Illinois story and we'll get the Sitka and we'll, and we'll get the Sitka deer hunt 
probably in two two different. Yeah. We'll probably do, just record two next week. That's fun. Um, and we'll try to get both of those while they're fresh because I want to get them, you know, while they're fresh. But I really don't want to tell the Illinois story until I get one until I get Wayne. Here. Oh yeah, I really yeah. Sort of want yeah. Him no, here, we got to get Wayne here. Um, one of the reasons we did this one so early was because I have all the work to do to get these uploaded. So, um, you know, get the RSS feeds, get all this stuff done, get the applications into to Spotify and YouTube Music and all those where we're going to want to try to have them at. And I got to have some something to put up. So this is uh, this is it. So with that being said, um, the first arrow uh, or the first arrow, the first arrow shot out the bow. I guess, well, you know, um, this is the first episode of the Southern Arrow podcast. Um, I'm Cliff. I'm Lee. Um, Wayne will be here next week. And uh, in the meantime, guys, get in the woods. Go One thing I can bow. promise you. Get, yeah, we can't say that, though, because I'm sure that uh, Wayne Guy would send us uh, <laughs> send me a, an email. So you can't say that, you know. Um, but, well, you know, you do. Go shoot your bow and go and enjoy the outdoors. We'll yeah. say that for sure. Um, but we won't. That's not our tag. I will say this. Is, uh, so what we're going to say, um, guys, get out in the woods because you cannot kill him on the couch. All right, guys, y'all have a good one. Yep.